Alpha Sessions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Alpha Sessions. Today in the studio, I have Nata. Hello. Welcome back, I should say, because you've been here before. Uh, but that was way back in 2020. So for those who haven't seen you on the show before, tell us a bit about where you're from. I am Nata. <clears throat> I'm a London-based Moldovan artist. Um, yeah, I'm a singer-songwriter. And this is me. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Um, so that was way back in 2020, which was obviously, a l- it feels like a long time ago. A lot has changed for a lot of people. Um, how much has changed since we last saw you? What have you been up to? It's been quite a gap. It's been quite a gap indeed. Um, I like to say um, BC, <laughs> like before Corona, after nice. Corona. So the way people say like in historical times before Christ, before after Christ. Christ, I say BC, but rebranded. Um, so yeah, you did see me in BC. Um, I feel like my life hasn't luckily changed much because um, just like any artist, I have suffered a lot during COVID times with all the cancellations mm. and everything. And to be honest, that lasted for a year, which is quite a long time. And then when things got back, uh, actually, when, when things started in COVID times, like March 2020, it felt like everything went away within a week. Like my life went from 100 to zero in a week. And it was crazy. And it was devastating. And then literally a year later, I think it was like April 2021, this whole life came back within also a week and both were equally as overwhelming because it was kind of exciting and you know like after a year of just staying home and pretending and seeking attention on live streams <laughs> you go back to normal and playing gigs three days a week and um talking to people and yeah well was it a nice break for you because um we were talking about this before you're very busy like packed out days on end sometimes um, <laughs> is this something you thrive on or did you think like did you take a minute when you had that sort of year gap to think hey I kind of need this break. Um, It's an interesting one because I think the busyness is quite recent. Um, I always liked um, being busy. I'm one of those people that, yeah, I can kind of lose myself in the empty days. So um, having empty days is not good for me. So I pack them. Mm. Um, But also, this is quite new, like the intensity that's happening right now um, and the amount of things around me. like in my artist project as well as in the other endeavors and life and I think as of recently as well there's this really interesting um will to have an intense social life or a travel life Mm -hmm. which is new because after COVID I didn't I wasn't amongst the people who wanted to get out of the country and travel and go (laughs) out and I, I was I was quite like I closed myself um up a little bit but now, like a few weeks now, maybe a couple months, I um booking writing sessions, holidays, retreats, and uh, I'm like, who was this new person? <laughs> so yeah, I think so, that's making it even more intense. <laughs> so it was a rewarding time. It kind of gave you a minute to think what what you wanted. And yeah, you defi- definitely, definitely rewarding, definitely. But I didn't know that up until the end. Like mm-hmm. whilst I was in it, I was like, oh, this this really sucks. But um. Yeah, I think when we came out of it, I'm like, this time is was essential to what I'm doing right now because it like set the the ground for uh, everything. Your lifestyle, yeah, yeah, nice. So you gig a lot, and I want I want to talk about what you pack your days out with because mm-hmm. I find it fascinating. That you do so much and you balance you. it all, and a lot of people struggle to make the balance, probably including me, <laughs> trying to sort of learn that. Oh, I struggle. I struggle but big time. <laughs> you style it out. 
so <laughs> I try to. <laughs> uh, but what do you pack your days out with at the moment? So I've got, um, so yeah, I uh, basically run like a little teaching hustle, that's what I like to say, um, which is also something that started pre-COVID, but during the one year that I had, I qualified a lot, like self-qualified a lot. So um, I'm glad to train in piano, so now I'm just kind of elevated, upgraded, and I enjoy it, and I kind of enjoy the um, part that feels like running your own business mm -hmm. rather than the teaching. Like, if any of my students are listening to this, I love you guys, but <laughs> I think um, I wouldn't, like, necessarily like working in a school. I like the tutoring. I like the, you know... Um, and also, I have a residency, residency contract with a place called Coupet, which also has been happening since two years ago, but it's now gone from two days a week to four days a week. Mm. Also, pre-COVID, I had other contracts with other residencies, um, mostly like gastropub mm. and brunch um, events and stuff. Now it's cocktail bars and uh, evening, late night gigs, and it's intense feels like every day so um and then on top of that i have my artist project and um i work with sofa sounds as well so <laughs> four things <laughs> it's, it's a lot it's a good it's a good range so it's a good range how it's did you get range, into yeah. the residencies how did that begin um so that well i think the residencies is just kind of a word that was born along mm. because it's it's the same place over and over yeah. again so you have to call it a residency um but before that i had similar gigs i never had um which i kind of always preferred and i felt very lucky to have them to be honest um i think ever since uni i've had regular gigs like regular events or like it's always friends also um so to answer your question this is how i got into it i um am friends with people who set up these like so every Saturday brunch event, every Friday night live acoustic. Da, da, da. So this is how it started. It was mostly, as I said, gastro pubs and um, um, kind of like breweries and stuff like that. So I would play these a lot, and they're regular, and I would call them residencies. And then with Capet, they reached out to me, and um, that was like the first cocktail bar situation. Um, and yeah, now I'm in this world, which is like the um, cruise ship hotel <laughs> people rather than like musicians who play commercial venues which is was just an automatic route mm. you know it's a good community because it's like a huge network and everybody seems to know each other and it is the way yeah. to like branch out isn't it um but is it centered in london because you haven't always lived in london no, right. I haven't. <laughs> yeah so in london i've actually i i did the maps the other day and it's crazy to think that about I've, I've been in london for nearly seven years no for seven years, just seven years, um, because I used to say stuff like, oh, I moved on a few years, like a couple years ago, a few mm. years ago. I'm like, hang on a second. <laughs> no, 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 2015. Um, I, this has always been in London, yes. So um, because if it wasn't then, I don't think I'd be allowed in a bar when I was 16. So and I moved to London when I was 16. So yes, mm -hmm. it started in London. And you were, I think you talked about this with Alan in, in 2020, but I think you were in the country before, in a boarding school or something? And is that yeah. where everything began? When you moved to London, is that when all of this sort of began? Or do you class your earlier years as like the forming? The years? forming. Um, yeah, definitely. So I moved to England when I was uh, 13, going on 14. And um, I went to a school, um, it's called Train Park. 
and um, I spent a few years there. It was an interesting journey, um, <laughs> definitely. Um, it kind of made me realize that I need to do what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. or at least uh, realize that I need to do, or like when I moved to London, I've realized that, I've said realize maybe five times now. <laughs> I've realized that I need to do commercial music. I did musical theater for mm-hmm. the first couple of years. Uh, but before that, I basically lived in Eastern Europe and uh, did pretty much the same thing. Mu- to be honest, I've, I've been doing music since I can remember. Mm. One of those people. So, you know, I've spoken to a lot of people recently who their roots are in musical theatre. And it seems to be quite a good, because it's such a huge network again, like, it's all about that big network. Um, but it's also just good for musical training, because you said you're, you're classically trained, piano. Uh, yeah, uh, I am, but very differently from what people classify as classical training, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I always had, I never went to school, I never did, um, I did, I didn't do like ABRSM and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's like England standard. Um, I did a very different board. I had one-to-one lessons, Um, but yes, I am classically trained. I I didn't play commercial music until I was like 16 Mm. and I hated piano, which is part (laughs) of the class, which is how you know you're classically trained. (laughs) <laughs> because you grow to hate. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's it's part of the package. Oh, wow. um, but your music is still kind of very theatrical in the sort of, it's very romantic, the way it Thank sounds, you. all the, the cool I like that, romantic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it comes from that romantic theatre. Um, and I think that comes through in, in Chocolate and Red Wine, which is one of the songs you play for us today. Mm-hmm. Um, and that came out in like 2019, right? So yeah. again, that's like crazy a long time ago, even though yeah. it feels like a year ago or something. Yeah. Um, so how was that process from your musical theatre roots to writing in a more commercial way to then just mm-hmm. like releasing a song like that? How was that process? I think um, moving to London and... So you're, you're absolutely right to say like the, the root was... I started music when I was four, but the root of like Nata, Nata music probably began ever since London because that's when I started thinking okay what do I want my sound to be like what did I you know a songwriter has to write about 20 songs before they can actually mm-hmm. write <laughs> um so I think by the time I moved to London I was I had like a, a good amount of songs in the bag and I was like okay but what am I actually gonna write now <laughs> like now that I have to write right um and I did a, have an artist in mind who has been an ins- kind of an inspiration, but more of a reference to me. Um, her name's Regina Spector. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of yeah. Regina Spector. But as I said, it's not necessarily an inspiration. Like, I didn't listen to her ever since when. Um, but the sound that she had, uh, she's also, she's got Russian roots. Um, the sound that she has, her first album is called Soviet Keech. So I think... It was an interesting reference for me to have. It's like there is an Eastern European uh, artist. The representation representation of it was very important to me. Uh, who plays piano? Who does this like pop and theatrical sound? And I was like, okay, I'm not the first one, but then I can take this and I can like rebrand it. Yeah. And I think ever since that, I've established that I my sound is theatrical and that's fine. And I'm I can still do pop and I can mm-hmm. still, you know, talk about stuff that people in indie music talk about and mm-hmm. not necessarily stick to musical theatre because that's not me, that makes sense. Yeah. So would you class Chocolate and Red Wine as like this pivotal song, the one that started Natalie? Definitely, music? definitely, yeah. And is it a personal story? Is it something that came from the heart or is it 
Sorry um, about others. It is. <laughs> I think I, I spoke about it the last time I was oh. here. And uh, it was a funny thing because Alan mentioned the fact that my first two singles, I wrote them when I was, how do I put this nicely, slightly under the influence of alcohol. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's not It's it's not always like, it's literally just the two off uh, songs that happen. Um, so when I wrote Chocolate and Red Wine, because I wrote both Chocolate and Red Wine and No Rush, my second single, um, in the peak of uni days and I did songwriting at uni which explains it um <laughs> so I wasn't just writing songs for fun this is what the scenarios were like we had to write songs pretty intensely like two or three a week and I was a typical student going out a lot <laughs> so basically um which is crazy because this is like only like three years ago and now I'm like <laughs> I'm dying to go to bed at 9 p.m but I can't um but yeah I would be out up until late and then I would clock that oh tomorrow's Friday I need to re- I need to have a song so I'd come home and I'd be like okay what drafts do I have let's go mm-hmm. so chocolate red wine and the second single no rush were written in those days and um chocolate red wine is about like um a love a weird love for a friend you like can't have I guess it's it's been a while. <laughs> I even forgot the story. Um and it's very detailed. It describes like specific scenarios of um this is where I am, this is where you are, this mm. is what we're doing. And I like the I like writing songs when they're very imagery based and mm-hmm. telling a story by through details like this bottle of water, this red carpet or this something, something, <laughs> something. Rather than like you left me, you know. Yeah, I mean they're still they're still quite poetic though. Like they're they're quite um, they're not just on the nose, yeah, uh, which is nice and again quite romantic. Thank um, you. But I, I take that as a compliment, a huge compliment. Chocolate and red wine 
Do you feel like your sound has changed a lot since then? Because you say, like as you said, you can't really remember the whole story then and it feels like years ago. Um, so your single just came out recently, Science. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's this complete disconnect between the two in terms of your sound or do you feel like you've developed in a very natural way? Or I think after I put out Chocolate and Red Wine, I had a moment where I was like, this is not... Um, this is not what I want to sound like for the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. And at the time, it was one of those songs that I wanted to put out and I didn't really have a lead. Like, I only had this song and I've never released before. And I'm like, I'm going to put this out and see what people think, which which now is the best thing I could do back in the day. Um, But then I think when I put out my second single, everybody, like, the emotion that everybody was experiencing was shock (laughs) because... um, it's a guitar song, it's an upbeat pop, like, mm. uh, I want to say ballad, but it's it's not necessarily like a ballad, like Chocolate and Red Vine style. Uh, it has swear words and it has very universally like teenager young language. I, th- I think a lot of people are like, wait, is <laughs> this the same thing? Is this supposed to go to someone else? I'm like, no, this is, this is me. So I think a second single, I had a bit of a freak out and I decided to release something <laughs> really extreme to immunize people for my sound (laughs) but um but yeah and then I feel like science is the perfect middle ground and this is what I'm like and this is what I want to sound like and from now on it's just a journey of alterations rather than changing the extremes of the sonic identity that makes sense um so yeah yeah so there is a natural development there Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still there's still this theme that kind of feels it always feels like your music, um, but even though it has this different sound. Yeah. But kind of I mean, speaking of development, is this something artistry, music? Is this something you always you said you started before? But was there anything else in your life that you almost thought like you might want to do instead? Or was this always the only thing for you? Um, I don't think so. But then again, I like to think of myself as a very um, multi-dimensional. Can you say that? 
maybe <laughs> multi-dimensional and I'm very um like entrepreneurial I guess mm-hmm. as well um I enjoy that I enjoy having um but I'm a creative entrepreneur like I would never ever go into something strictly corporate for example like definitely staying off of that um so to answer your question yes because growing up I knew I was creative but I also knew that there's like a businessy side of me so mm. I either need to be an artist like because artists nowadays what, what are we we're literally like businessmen and women who who like you're an artist yourself you know that mm. who we have to take care of everything and we have to take care of the creative side and then I think with the other things that I do in my life is just you know it's taking me even further and but it's everything is still very creative and everything's mm. still very entrepreneurial creative so if I wasn't doing music, um, to do musical theatre, I had to do dance and acting. Um, that's how I got into musical theatre. It was kind of equal all the time I was doing music, um, mainly piano. That was my focus. I didn't really do singing lessons or anything up until later on. Um, I did guitar. I took like a couple of lessons of guitar. I played drums. <laughs> I did dance and acting, and that took me to musical theatre, and that took me to England. But... Um, from there on, I always knew that even if I wasn't to do music, I would still be a creative mm-hmm. who's in charge of their own life and their own stuff and their own, like, you know, it's kind of that that buzz <laughs> that I needed. Yeah. Being from Moldova, is mm-hmm. this something that has influenced the way that you talk about being a businesswoman, being mm-hmm. active and trying everything? Is there quite a scene for this kind of thing in Moldova? Definitely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no offense to Moldova at all. But um, so the way the way I actually I I think that's definitely relevant because the way I came to England it was it's it's not like I woke up one day and I'm like I want to move to Hertfordshire. Um, <laughs> I live in the middle of nowhere in a town with a population of two thousand people at the age of fourteen. Yeah. Um, it it wasn't like that at all. It was the fact that Moldova is the poorest country in the world and it is um, very much lacking opportunity um maybe not necessarily i think i would love to um revisit the idea of contributing to the development of the country Mm. but i don't think i have enough like power at the moment (laughs) i'm a 23 year old musician in london (laughs) so but i think i really admire people um it's politically very messed up Mm. so i do admire people contributing to the development donating you know and if i ever have the chance to do so for sure um but as an established country at the moment it doesn't actually necessarily have a creative industry that thrives um very blunt statement but it happens to be true so i think um when you do something creative in places like that you connect with people from the outside quite a lot Mm -hmm. so like i was very and it's a privilege really because um, having done music from so early on, I was I had great like teachers and stuff, and um, parents like my mum wanted to be a bit of a dance mom and didn't know how, <laughs> so they would kind of escort me out into these circles, and I travelled a lot for like competitions and things. I got a lot of bursaries. I got a lot of good. So it's it's a build up of a life that you get. And to be fair with you, since like I had friends and I was in the middle of the culture but for the last few years being in Moldova it didn't feel like 
I was living there because I was out so much and I was doing so much that felt like outside of what was surrounding me, like kind of like the equivalent of being trapped in your bedroom on garage band, but to me it was slightly different. So that led me to a bursary that I got, which took me to a school, um, which happened to be Tring Park in England. So it was a very like lucky thing to happen. Um, and that's how I ended up where I ended up. <laughs> Here today. Here today. Um, Radio Broccoli. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think this is all like, this is all part of you then, the way you songwrite is influenced by that whole background? Or do you sort of Definitely. completely separate that? Um, it's an interesting one because my Spotify um, bio says I write, I can't remember the exact phrasing of it, but it was like something along the lines of I write... Um, sad girl pop songs <laughs> to ignore my real trauma so <laughs> I think that's I think that's a good it's a very like dramatic way to say that but um yeah I think it's a good way to think about it um maybe less dramatically mm. it is um if I was to write you know political songs about uh poverty and I don't think I would be able to make it fit into my sound <laughs> it's like a full chord progression yeah. all right let's go um i did do a lot of that especially at uni when we had to write things and i would just take it very dark and like one there's been a few moments where i would like bring in songs and back in the training process my songs were very very bad i'd bring <laughs> one of those songs per week and it would be like about a guy i had a crush on when i was 18 and i was like 18 at the time and um it sounded like like an Olivia Rodrigo wannabe, mm -hmm. you know, wannabe. Um, and then the next week we'd have to write a political song and I'd bring in the song about like escaping from the third world <laughs> and having to live. In, and people would just listen and be like, well, that's all right. We can talk about that as well. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Like, did I go a bit too dark? It's like, is that how you really feel? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. So... You have this dark side of writing that you're talking about, um, but that's not where science has come from, if Definitely I'm correct. Not. There's quite a story behind this one, which is why I wanted to ask you particularly, what is the meaning behind the new song Science? Right. So, <laughs> get comfortable. Um, so I did, the, the way it actually started, if we take it back, back, I'm obsessed with Friends, like the okay. TV show. And um, have you seen Friends? Of course. Okay. Of course. Cool. Um, you know Phoebe yeah. and David. Yeah. So um, I think that was like season one and I saw it and I'm like, I love, I'm a huge fan of symbolism, just things that you could mention and they just represent this mm. whole atmosphere or concept or idea or something. So I was like, how nice is it to have, just, just I, I find people who, I don't know how to phrase this properly, but basically um, the fact that Phoebe fell in love with David and David was a scientist, like there's something very romantic about that, like having a scientist uh, to fall in love with because they do something extremely academic and um, like falling in love is also like a scientific thing, it feels like. Mm -hmm. And it's very nice to... Yeah, just the concept of that. Anyways, but the first phrase that came to my mind was like, because it's not the kind of science you're used to. Mm -hmm. 
because they, they work in science and et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, yes, I could do something about it. <laughs> and then I always, it's an in, it was an interesting process, this one, because I always, um, like the way Chocolate and Red Vine was written, for example, is just storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's one scene, one character, let's go. With science, when the first idea came to my head, I didn't actually have a lead. So it was um, crazy how there's a few things that just connected. Like I had um, <laughs> I had triggers from so many different sides that I put together a character, <laughs> but it's like a false character that I created. Um, and I tried to make it as detailed as I could to make it as realistic as I could, mm-hmm. which was a very new thing for me. Like having, you know, the intensity of writing songs inspired by personal life all the time is impossible. So sometimes you kind of have to create your own narratives and stories and et cetera, et cetera. Um, And just one more thing I wanted to mention, the science artwork is an interesting one because Mm -hmm. um, as a brilliant artist and I think Chicago based uh, called Lily, who made the, the artwork and the campaign and everything. And the concept was to make it look really weird, really scientific, really abstract without actually representing an idea or a character. Like the character is so messed up and anonymous. Mm. It's like, okay. So the, the, the artwork is just like a somebody in a suit with a light bulb head because mm-hmm. they don't exist. It's, a, it's been just triggered as ideas rather than inspired by a specific character. So yeah, we wanted to represent that in the artwork as well. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the artwork because it is a unique thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is kind of an interesting process. Is this, So this isn't the way you usually write? Not or? necessarily. At least at that point in time because this was written nearly a year ago. Actually, mm. no, longer. Like, the idea came to me a year ago. And I think, um, yeah, in the next few months it was written. Um, and it didn't happen, like, in one night in half an hour. Mm. It happened over time. Um, but then when it all came together, same thing happened, like 20 minutes and the song was done. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Is that unusual then to do it so quickly? Yeah. Do you usually spend more time or do you um, usually... No, I think my most my most like played songs, I don't want to say successful because they're not released, but uh, <laughs> my most played songs are the ones I wrote very fast with a very strong idea, with a very strong narrative because mm-hmm. um, those are the easiest to write as well when you have something like the biggest struggle is having nothing to talk about basically mm-hmm. and just seeing that like squeezing out that narrative is horrible it's horrible (laughs) dear future potential it's been a week since I met you and I spend every day guessing what your life sounds like you grew up on an island told me you're into science well, in that case, Coldplay hold me ahead of time I could write you a love song a day I could take you to my favourite cafe in town The family star Ooh, We could spend a whole night by the sea Or just Sundays binge-watching TV in time We could fall in love I could be good sometimes I want to steal all your midnights In a hope you feel 
Cause it's not the kind of science you're used to Dear future potential I believe I should mention That I've been trying to run into you for the last few days I'll admit that I'm scared And I'm not quite prepared For regret I could face if you let this slip away I could write you a love song a day I could take you to my favorite cafe in time Do family stuff Who could spend a whole night by the sea Or just Sundays binge watching TV in time We could fall in love I could be good sometimes I wanna steal all your midnights And I hope you feel it too Cause it's not the kind of science you're used to Now I spend my days just tracking stories To maybe see your own name on the list The idea of you Makes all my wishes come true Should I practice law before I met you? Cause if we cut to the chase It could be more than a mistake Should I could call you in the middle of the night Send you all the songs that I write about you Who crossed my mind at 7am And I'm not even awake until 10 But you, you don't have a clue that I could be good sometimes Show me stomach butterflies How long till you realize This is not the kind of science you're used to I'm down to spending the days in the lab Or maybe weekends in your hometown Cause typical dating is overrated Yeah future potential give it just a few moments time and I could be a discovery that could change your life The Alpha Sessions So do you ever sit like on a hilltop somewhere and <laughs> write the story or do you always have the music along with you? Does music come first? Yeah, my hill, it's funny that you mentioned the hilltop. My my equivalent of the hilltop is the 11th floor in my apartment overlooking construction site. <laughs> so yeah, definitely a hilltop. Uh, but the 11th floor and I have a roof so it's fine. Um yeah, I do do that. Um sometimes I think writing last year was a challenge with everything coming back. Uh definitely biggest writers block up to date. Um, not block, just lack of time, mm. lack of that sitting on a hilltop moment. Mm. Um, so what happened recently is I started making time to write, which is new. Um, how is this important? Because it's one thing when you have the inspiration right there, right now, late night, early morning, whatever works for people, and you sit down, you do it, you get it done in that specific moment. And it's another thing is when you schedule 
right, 2 p.m. tomorrow, I'm going to mm. write for 45 minutes. And I am like a very time-oriented, mm -hmm. timing myself person to do tasks. So I literally put the timer on for 45 minutes and I have to write the lyric, finish the melody, which is interesting. It's new. That's new, definitely. <laughs> it's quite. It's more like an exercise yeah. than yeah, creative. Yeah, which is exercise. a good new thing. Yeah, but it's different. Um, it definitely made me start finishing songs as mm -hmm. well more. So, with that in mind, the third song you did for us was a new one, an unreleased yes. one that you did. You, you literally just wrote. Yeah, two weeks ago, maybe, I want to say. Yeah. Maybe um, longer than that. I've lost track of time. So, <laughs> <laughs> Was this the same process? Did you put a time aside and you sat down and that's how this song came yes. about? So this song is actually... Um, I'm, I'm glad I picked Chocolate Red Wine Science and, and this one because they represent very different times of my writing mm -hmm. um, brain. <laughs> Chocolate Red Wine was uni days, the ways to write and like panicked for tomorrow after a night out. And science is uh, COVID writing, like that was peak of lockdown. Um, and this is the new, the new trying to balance my life, trying to make time to write amongst all the craziness. Um, I'm also doing a project in the moment, 52 song project. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a really cool thing. It's, um, but I'm, I haven't, yeah, I need to catch up. <laughs> With them, you basically, they mo motivate you to write a song a week. Oh, for 52 weeks. Yeah, no, yes. I have, yeah, I know somebody who's doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of Alpha Sessions, like alumni, who are doing it as well. <laughs> I'm with somebody who's called Sophie Kilburn in yeah. the same group. Um, but yeah, it was, it's a good thing. And another thing, I have a few projects on the side that, like, I'm writing for. So this is the first time in my life, post-teeny, that I have to write. Mm. I don't have time to write. And and I have to do it. So, yeah. So, it's making the time. It's kind of, it feels like work, you know. Um, and it's interesting. And it, it works. Um, so, with this song, I wrote it on guitar, which is unusual these days. Mm. Um, and I think, what was it? Um, I had a song in mind that I wanted to recreate. Um, and it was a folk song. Also a new challenge that I'm, I'm on at the moment. Every time I write, I think of a song as a reference because I'm trying to expand my genre as much as I can. So, for example, I'll think of an artist, not necessarily a song, an artist, like, let's recreate, I don't know. Um, some, I'm trying to think of somebody like super, like, like a country artist that does like more folksy stuff, which was this song. I'm um, not going to name the artist. <laughs> Some people are going to be like, ah, plagiarism. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but yeah, so I had that in mind. I'm like, I really want to recreate that sound. It's a folk narrative. It's the storytelling is folksy. It's messed up. It's mm -hmm. symbolic. It's uh, metaphorical rather than I went to the shop. I went to the mm -hmm. park. I did this. You did this. You did da, da, da. So yeah, it's a lot of metaphors in there. But we were talking about this earlier. It is untitled. It is untitled. As of yet. Yes. And why is this? Is it just because you just don't get a natural feeling for it? Or you, do you usually use lyrics as titles? Or you this listen is, to something broader here? This is really embarrassing. That's because it's unfinished. That's why it's untitled. <laughs> so, um, I usually, as, as of recently, I think I title my songs at the Well, it really depends. Like, science was titled from the beginning. But... Um, I title my songs at the end if it doesn't have a clear concept I'm working from and it's just, this song's going to be about this, but it's not like science symbolic, you know. Um, 
so with this one, similar thing happened, and I think I had um, a struggle of getting an idea across. And now that I feel like I've done that, mm -hmm. I don't know if the song's actually quite obvious of what it's about, but the next thing is finding the title within the song or I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it needs a bridge as well, so we'll see after that. Are you um, up for collaborations? You up for people sending in their thoughts and yes, absolutely. Email me <laughs> natamusicofficial at gmail dot com. <laughs> here we go, here we go. I reply to all emails. <laughs> yeah. And are you looking to release this, or is this not? You know, I'm thinking about that yet because I know it's unreleased. Or do you have anything in mind? What's coming up for coming this up? year for Nata? So at the moment, I am working on uh, a body of work, meaning that I really want to leave the singles behind. I want to. I think I've done enough fluctuation mm -hmm. of sound, so I think releasing a body of work would be my next challenge, my next thing, my next um, kind of grabbing the audience, um, luring them in <laughs> type of thing, um, which is very exciting. And this one I'm working on at the moment, it's in the writing recording process, so it's very like pre-production, mm -hmm. but my deadline is 2022. <laughs> so you might be seeing music from me you will be seeing music from me in 2022 <laughs> um, yeah definitely it's not in the release plan yet it's in the recording plan at the moment still exciting though very yes exciting. very exciting um, so if we want to keep up with this and see your updates see where you're going this year where can we find you on social media uh, Nata music official Nata like Natalia but not really <laughs> um, music like mm -hmm. music and official Beautiful. Well, Nasa, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been amazing chatting to you. It's been amazing. It's been a pleasure being here again. <laughs> thank you. Your routine is back, but you still don't seem to find a way. We add all this drug of Tylenol and candy canes Sugar's bad for you, at least that's what my students said And lately he just feels like they should be teaching me instead Who am I to talk when I'm still a cog in your machine? But at least I gave up toxic friends and nicotine Working my way up to fight the overthinking game it's a diamond from your own That's why they tell you To stay in the city The town ain't so pretty Keep sipping your red wine Promise you it will be okay Everyone's feeling this way down the ladder Go talk to your mother And don't blame the other For writing your story ahead I'm just trying to feed you some sense doesn't make sense Mumbling words, setting tones Scared of Adderall Missing San Francisco Jesus, that was years ago My dreams are too integral To let go of And time is something you shouldn't let go of And stay in the city This town ain't so pretty Keep sipping Down the ladder, 
go talk to your mother and don't blame the author for writing a story ahead. I'm just trying to feed you some sense. No, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. I said, stay in the city. The town ain't so pretty. Keep sipping your red wine. I promise you it will be okay. And wait on the light. Go talk to your mother. And don't blame the other for writing a story ahead. I'm just trying to feed you some sense. No, it doesn't make sense. I said it doesn't make sense.